Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And as always, we're glad you are. Bob Getty and Kelly Santer. We're here in Hattiesburg in the Southern Bank Corps studio. Our buddy Luke Johnson is in the Southern Bank Corps studio in beautiful downtown Laurel. Hey, glad you're with us. Got a good show for you today. Going to talk a little basketball. Going to talk to Adam Witten, who is the play-by-play voice of App State. So I can't say crap state. No, not, not, not till... Before and after the segment, of course. Okay. So okay. Lee Roberts will be joining us uh, later in the program, too, to kind of give us an early preview of that game. Luke, our man Luke, will actually be in Boone, and are we gonna, we're going to be able to catch up with you Friday and uh, get an update, Luke? Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do our picks Friday live from Boone, North Carolina. And Luke is predicting a Southern Miss win, I understand. Well, he's he has he's been forever hopeful yeah. that another one's going to happen i forget luke remind me who's who's in the lead in the picks right now you're up by two oh. and i'm two games behind you okay. and uh and kelly's one game behind me that will change this week you should see the, the studio in here you know we're getting some painting done for the live stream that's going to take uh-huh. but because bob's in first place he's got pictures of himself all over the studio here leader I like they look number good. one they look good too, don't they? <laughs> all right speaking of leading basketball Played an exhibition game last night, as expected. Blew up Delta State, 101-65. to All 12 players scored. That's great. Victor Hart led the group with 20 points. Uh, looked really good last night, Luke. Victor Hart. They did. And, you know, Mo Arnold, Mo Arnold started at the point guard. And we'll have something else to say in just a few minutes about uh, Neftali Alvarez, which is hopeful. But, yeah, Mo started last night. And uh, a walker for hurt his ankle i think or limped a little bit but he looked really good really impressive of course crowley looked good but yeah it's one of those games as you said and to enable guys to and enable everybody to get some playing time and as we've already seen going to need depth on on uh, on this squad so i was uh i was happy to see um particularly a walk of force performance because we're going to need somebody in, in the same pinkney role you know and he's at six eight so i was thankful to see that all right coming up sunday Two o'clock, Mississippi State will be here for an exhibition basketball game. That game is not free. There is an admission charge, but all the money raised will go to help support the tornado victims up in Rolling Fork, Mississippi. So, Kelly, that's a, that's a great thing. That's a win-win for everybody. Great public relations move too by each school. That not, and I don't want to downplay it. That's not why they did it. Right. Public relations right. is not why they did it. But it's good for state fans. It's good for Southern Miss fans to see their teams in a competitive situation. That that quote unquote 
won't count. But I'll, I'll bet it counts. What do you want to bet? <laughs> uh, the, the winner will say it counts, yeah. you know, whoever yeah. wins. But back to Victor Hart. There's a guy who, you know, is it just me, you guys, or has he quietly kind of been under the radar? It was he? last year for sure. Yeah, yes. didn't really talk a whole lot about Victor Hart. And now all of a sudden, this is, this is going to be a guy that's going to have to do some heavy lifting uh, this year. So, and, and good for him, you know, but, but typical – Typical Southern Miss guy, goes about his business, works hard, doesn't care if he gets a lot of the headlines, but but showed last night that uh, he's capable and ready to roll. This this could be his breakout year. All right, what's the news on Alvarez, though, Luke? So last night, Coach Ladner um, kind of clarified what was uh, what was going on, and I was looking uh, on Twitter today, Demon Mixon has an article out um, as well, kind of summarizing what coach said, and so basically the longest short of it is Neftali, the, the same injury, they had to go in, though, they had to replace a screw, and it occurred while he was just literally, like, shuffling his feet. So I, I had tweeted about this yesterday and just said, hey, you know, when it rains, it pours. So he uh, he was injured that way, but it's not like a, a, a reoccurrence of the injury. They just had to go in and – replace a screw so jay said that he would be back in quote about 10 weeks so what that means is when you start looking at um a calendar 10 weeks would put you somewhere in like the last week of december the first week of january range december 30th is when southern miss opens up sunbelt play at georgia southern they get Georgia State back the next week on Thursday, Georgia State. So it looks like the earliest he would be back, he wouldn't get back for, for the Ole Miss game two days before Christmas. The absolute earliest he could get back may be December 30th. But, I mean, you're hopeful that you could possibly have him for Georgia State or James Madison on January 6th. Again, all that is if recovery time is, is happens. And the other question, although Coach Ladner did say this, Coach Ladner emphasized that he is not out for the season. So, so that's good. But you, you wonder at what point if there is some issue in recovery where he just says, you know, don't worry about it this year, I'll take a, I'll take a medical red shirt or a red shirt. So that, that's the only thing for me. But it looks like he, at the best-case scenario, he would miss all of non-conference play but possibly might be back for the beginning of conference play. He's like a lightning bolt, Kelly. He's, he's electric. When his passing is precise, he's so quick. He's also good – with head fakes, you know, we, we've seen plays where he's totally left the defense uh, right. just surprised as to the moves that he can make. But that's when he's, when he's on all cylinders. Uh, so I'll tell you what, if there was ever a thing to inspire you to get back a little bit early, mm-hmm. it's that old Miss game. Right. <laughs> you know, that's, right. what, that's yeah. what I'd shoot for. So uh, we'll just have to take that. You know, day by day and see. But overall, the team did what you would expect they did would do last night. They beat Delta State badly. All all 12 kids got on the floor. All 12 kids scored. I'm sure if Jay Ladner were here, he'd tell you it was a pretty good start. And when you look at a couple three years ago, these even exhibition games were no sure things. Right. Right? They were playing De- – they've played Delta State for years in these exhibition games. Right. They played our friends at William Carey. Right. William Carey beat Southern Miss two or three years ago. You remember? Yeah. So so it's definitely – the team has come a long way in that period of time. No one, one more update, and this is huge with the Alvarez injury. 
So waiting to hear on, on Curbelo, Andrew Abadie reporting last night from Ladner. Quote, Jay said, they are asking questions. That's a good thing. Let's talk about the NCAA. He seems to check a lot of boxes of what they said are prerequisites for having a strong consideration. They're hoping to hear about Curbelo's eligibility in the next 10 days. Well, let's go. Look, can we identify him as a Duke player? He would instantly get the put He back. was the uh, Big Ten Sixth Man of the Year his first year in college basketball when he played for Illinois. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I saw where it's it's been a mixed bag. Cincinnati had two guys that were turned down. But, the, you know, there was some, some issues up at St. John's, and, and that's, I think, what Clarify, what if you will, for. for our listeners, Luke, what exactly is it, what exactly is the situation with that kid? So it, it a double transfer means that um, in order to play el- immediately, so he started at Illinois, and then he went to St. John's. I'm I am not familiar with what happened at St. John's. I've just heard that there were extenuating circumstances for why he transferred. So a double transfer means that basically he's going to his third team, and you have to have special permission or you have to sit out. So you know that that's okay. what's going on with him. Um, and so they're just, it's a, it's a holding game. It's a waiting game. I know everybody was pretty positive that it would take place. It seems to have delayed a little longer. And mm-hmm. again, this is uh, case by case with NCAA. I'm watching with acute interest this coming basketball season when we get to Feb- the first of February, because with this basketball season expanding now, and we've talked about this on the program, it never used to be where any of the college teams would play until Thanksgiving weekend, mm-hmm. right? You've got teams now playing games in October. What a grind, college. Right. I mean, October, November, December, January, February, then your conference tournament's in March. You hope you're playing longer than that. So, Well, and you start practice the 1st of October. Yeah, so how are you? Half gonna, the year. How are you going to hold up? Over this long, brutal, it's literally schedule. half the year, right? If you if you play in any postseason game, so and this is this is this is new as the schedule has expanded. So let's we're going to see now. Uh, conditioning is going to have a, a huge factor in how well these teams are able to weather, you know, yeah. the, just the fatigue factor going into yeah. the first two or three months of next year. Uh, I don't have it. Um, I don't have it set in stone. I just haven't spoken to uh, Jack Duggan about it. But I think we'll probably do the show from the Coliseum the day of the William Carey doubleheader. I think we did that last year, and we have access to all the coaches, and uh, it, it was fun. We enjoyed it. So, uh, and that's uh, a great showcase for the city of Hattiesburg itself. No question. Know. No question. Two fine universities, and be interesting when the women play Kelly in that day because Rose Warren, who is used now to play at Southern Miss, starting player for William Carey. That'll be interesting to see that. William Carey projected in the top four in its conference. Of course, the Lady Eagles also projected uh, as a high finish in the yeah. Sun Belt. So it looks like you got two two pretty good women's teams locally here. No question. All right, coming up, Appalachian. Is that right? How you say it? Appalachian? They corrected us. Appalachian. Time. Appalachian say. How about crap say? I mean, app say. <laughs> no, I like your first time. <laughs> I'll just have to be careful when he's on the air. Just kidding. Adam Witten is the play-by-play voice for the Mountaineers. We're excited to have him on the show. We'll be right back with that.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, we're glad you're with us again this afternoon. I want to thank Dickie's Barbecue Pit for all they do for the Super Talk Eagle Hour and uh, Southern Miss Athletics. It's a great place to take your family for a dinner tonight. Also, want to say hello to Miss Kathleen at Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street, campusbookmart.net, where you buy all your Southern Miss apparel. And one more reminder, you can always hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Golden Eagles back in action uh, Saturday up at Appalachian State, and we're glad to have Adam Whitten on the program, who is the uh, play-by-play voice uh, for the football team there. And All right, so let me ask you this, uh, Adam, to start out with. Uh, App State lost an overtime game to North Carolina and uh, two conference games to Coastal and Old Dominion. Three and four is not what uh, your fan base is used to, and uh, so what – what is the mood there, and uh, you know how, how disappointing, if at all, is is the record at this point for the folks that follow your fine program? Yeah, guys, thanks for for having me on the show. It's 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 a good question. Yeah, the mood the mood's not great. Um, I'd say it's it's still positive around the team in terms of they know that they're they're close enough to to be able to hopefully get over the hump at some point this season, and time is running out, but. Uh, yeah, people aren't aren't happy with the way that the record is right now. Three and four is not where we expected, nor where we wanted to be at, at this stage of the season. And well, so, um, you know, it's it's a it's a proud football program like like Southern Miss, and so three and four is is not what we what we expect, and um, nobody's happy with it. And so, yeah, I'd, I'd say the mood is uh, they're disappointed in where they are, and certainly there is frustration. Um, around the fan base, and I think that that's that's fair after what's happened through the first seven games. But I would say the mood around the team is still very optimistic because they know how close they are. You mentioned the the North Carolina game. All of these games are a play here, a play there, and so you know it's if if you're losing these games, but you're right there and you know how close you are to winning all of them, then you know that you're not far away as a, as a football program. Right. So they still have right. time to, to get this thing corrected. And so I think they're they're still optimistic. Wasn't it the North Carolina coach after the game that said, I don't ever want to play App State again? <laughs> yeah, it is. And that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's a tongue-in-cheek thing that yeah, a lot of coaches say sure. in, in the P5 after playing App State. And so, you know, Mac Brown can say it certainly made for, for a lot of conversation around our program in terms of, whether the the ACC programs in the state should play App State, um, so but you know it's 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 something he can say, and and uh, he's not got to worry about it in the immediate future because there aren't any games on the schedule remaining between App State and North Carolina. That's that's a shame, but uh, we know it's a tongue in cheek comment because of of how difficult it is when any team in the in the P five plays App State. So. We, we, we're, we're used to getting those types of comments after we play games like that. Uh, Down here, we call it the Ole Miss treatment, by the way. Right, so right. we know they have a great dodgeball <laughs> program in Oxford. That, and, and Adam, that Luke is about. coming to the game Saturday, and I understand he is wearing his rock T-shirt. Is that right, Luke? Well, I, it's uh, it's one of those things. i got to figure out whether I'm going to wear black or white or gold or I'm going to say I'm in the rock. And, and Adam, it, it's just wild how – everything you know about these two teams as far as color and you know we've had the rock longer and we've joked with you on that show but i mean literally it's the same colors same color scheme yeah yeah it is and i think there's there's got to be 
you know, with, with them being in different divisions, you know, App and Southern Miss aren't going to play all that often, but I think there, there's got to be some kind of creative rivalry-type trophy or bragging rights that we can do with, with the rocks somewhere in the center of all of this. There's got to be something we can come up with. And there's enough crossover, you know, games with basketball and baseball and soccer and all that. Maybe just every time they play, something gets handed back and forth. Talk about the football team. Aguilar, 16 touchdowns. Uh, Noel with, has, has been a really good running back for the Mountaineers. And, and, uh, you know, Sean Clark, six and six last year. He's an App State guy. And what's kind of been his, his, uh, his focus on offense and defense with this 2023 Mountaineer team? I think right now it's just consistency, guys. I mean, they've, the the defense has shown great moments this year. The offense has shown great moments this year, but um, it just seems like that they can't seem to put it all together um, over the course of a game. I think it was very evident in the the Old Dominion game. Offense was clicking early in the game, putting up points. The defense couldn't get that that shutdown drive to give the ball back to the offense to extend the lead. Then in the fourth quarter, the defense turns it on. They start getting uh, consecutive stops, offense getting the ball back with a one-point lead, and could never get any extra points on the board. They didn't score any points in the fourth quarter. And so that that's kind of been the case. They're playing this complementary style of football, but it never comes together at the same time. And so, uh, But we know what they're capable of. Joey Aguilar has, has been a, a – a, has gotten so much better – as the season's gone along, his last two games have been the best two starts he's had all year long. You know, he's he didn't get the start to begin the season, but we knew that he had all the talent in the world. The challenge was, could he avoid the big mistake um, to, to make sure that the offense just didn't get totally short-circuited? And, yeah, we saw some interceptions and, and bad throws like that early in the season, but he's ha- he's been on a really good stretch over the last two games, even though they've been losses, where he's taking care of the football, he's making Big time throws, um, and, and he's a he's a threat to to push the ball down the field, which which helps this offense tremendously. You know, the running game with Nate Noel was off to a great start. He was putting up hundred yard games consecutively to start the year. Then he gets dinged up early in the Coastal Carolina game on the first series. Didn't play the remainder of that game. Didn't play at all against um, against Old Dominion. And so you've you've lost your your most talented offensive player for for essentially the last two games. He's been practicing. They're hoping he can give it a go on Saturday and, and be close to 100%. But if not, they've got a young stable of guys behind him, and including a redshirt freshman, Kanye Roberts, who um, was one of the most decorated players in the history of high school football as a running back in North Carolina. And um, so he's he got his first 100-yard game this past Saturday, and he'll be ready to go if, if needed on, on this weekend against against the Golden Eagles, but it's, it's an offense that certainly needs to be balanced and has the talent to be so. Well, Adam, whether you're behind the microphone or sitting in the stands, App State fans just want to see that their team is improving. And part of the frustration at, at Southern Miss is, well, just, we just haven't seen a lot of uh, improvement, if, if at all, you know, from the season so far, which has been especially frustrating. So what say you? Are the, are the Mountaineers getting better from your vantage point? I think they are, and and while it's 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 hard to hear that and look at the record and say that that that's true, um, it, the reality is is that all of these losses are it's going back to like the middle of last season or are one score losses that that could go either way, and so um, we are seeing the improvement. We're seeing the team learn from mistakes, and but that it's it's like 
you know, le- new leaks are springing in the boat every every time that you just you didn't think were there. And so um, I, I do see improvement. I do see buy-in. I do see support. I still I see everybody continuing to hold on to the rope. Um, and you know, at the end of the year, we'll see if if the record tells us this, the same kind of story. But um, you know, uh, this does not feel like the same kind of team as last year that finished six and six. That team peaked at the beginning of the season and then had a downward spiral at the end of the year. I'm hoping that this team is going to be the opposite, which is they, you know, had had some bumps early in, in the season in the middle part of the year, but they're going to finish strong. We hope that it ha- it starts this Saturday. So um, I do feel like this team is better than last year's team and has made improvements. And uh, but at the end of the day, you know, you you kind of are what your record says you are, but. Um, you know, through through seven games, last year's team had a better record than this year's team. But uh, again, that one peaked early, and I'm hoping this is one that, that peaks late. Final question as we begin to wrap things up here, Adam. When do you know that it's going to be a good day for App State? What tendencies have they shown when you as a broadcaster saying, I think this is this is good news for the Mountaineers? Yeah, I would say that they get off to a good start. Uh, we, we have not seen that. Um, they've in Last week against ODU, while they got the lead early in that one, it wasn't at the beginning of the game. Um, the offense did not score in its first possession. The two previous games, they were down 14 nothing to start the game. If, if this team comes out swinging and, and they are clicking and sharp and not having some of those early mistakes that we've seen previously, then I think it could be a good day because this team has played, it typically has played its better ball later in the game. Um, and so if they can get off to a good start, and not get into an early hole and not give the ball back on a, on a short three and out drive to start the year or give up a lot of yards on defense um, on the first few drives, I think it can be a good day. So uh, we're just looking for this team to come out and just blow the doors off to begin the game, regardless of who the opponent is. And so um, I'm looking to see you know, what, what this team shows early in the game. Slow starts, Bob Getty, and some mistakes sound a little familiar. <laughs> I think I've seen this movie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hey Adam, now, great stuff. Adam, man. I've got uh, I've got Mast General Store, Over Yonder, Vidalia's, Daniel Boone in, and Comeback Shack on the list. That's a pretty good list. That's a great list. <laughs> that that'll take care of you for at least an afternoon. <laughs> good deal. Hey Adam, good stuff, man. We appreciate uh, you coming on our radio show whenever we ask you. And uh, after Saturday, best of luck to the Mountaineers the rest of the year. Is that fair? <laughs> That's fair, guys. That's fair. So, uh, we, hey, I think I think we can all just get behind us that we're we're pulling for the black and gold on Saturday. There you go, Adam Whitten, everybody, play-by-play voice for Appalachian State. Right, Kelly. <clears throat> the Eagle Hour will continue after this commercial break. Southern Miss to the top. Well, I want to thank Adam Whitten up at App State for joining us. Give us a preview of what the Mountaineers should look like Saturday afternoon. Town of Country Cleaners, Hattiesburg's most trusted dry cleaners. You know that. Family owned and operated since 1983. They offer services like 
steam pressing, shirt laundry, bulk bedding, minor alterations, and, of course, dry cleaning. You can visit Town & Country Cleaners at their convenient location across from the USM campus on Hardy Street or call them at 601-264-5920. And you can look GQ like me and Santa always look, right? And I was was corrected yesterday, bulk bedding is just simply sheets for people like me, uh, for for us oh, full-figured oh. guys. I see. Sort of like washing the tent when you come home from a campus. Hey, anytime. They got at Campus Bookmark, by the way, they got the, the new Kelly Santa shirts. You can wear them. You can use them as tents. You can use them as a sail on your boat if the engine ever goes goes down. You so. hear that, Lee Roberts? If, you're, if your deep-sea boat ever loses its engine, just borrow one of Kelly's shirts. It'll propel you right along. <laughs> Man, you guys are something now. So y'all, just, y'all keep me on my toes for sure. Please so don't always, include me always, always in, in that generalization. In back, yeah, I'm always sitting in the back just laughing at you guys. So, yeah, Speak, no, I, I love it, though. I speaking it. of things that are dead in the water. Uh. <laughs> All right, Lee Roberts, a uh, great friend of ours and I'm absolutely one of our favorite guests we have on the show. And, uh, Lee, we just talked to the guys up at App State. Uh, their play-by-play guy says there's some disappointment up there with their – three and four record but if you analyze that record they lost an overtime game to north carolina and lost some close ball games they're still going to be a handful on a dangerous team right no absolutely and, and especially the, the game that kind of sticks out for me is you know the espn game against coastal carolina going to the wire as well i mean so yeah they're they're a team that you know has a lot of talent has a lot of things going for them just doesn't have the record that they want. So I feel like the the second half of the season could be a positive for them, just like we're hoping the second half of the season is a positive for us as well. So I think both teams trying to trying to prove a lot here this weekend. Lee, what do you look for offensively from the Golden Eagles now that uh, Coach Hall has stepped down from calling the plays? You know, I mean, I, obviously there, there's always, even though he, he has been the guy to make the call, you know, he's going to be involved in the game plan. I know that, but it'll be, you know, somebody else technically calling the play, getting in the game. But, I mean, he'll still be involved with it, I believe. But what it's going to do is it's going to allow him to, you know, step away. It's going to allow him to, you know, converse with the other coaches and converse with the players without having to be, you know, just so focused on, on the offense. And, you know, as we saw the beginning of this year when he gave up just the the duties of being the quarterback coach and giving that to Jordy Joseph, you know, we saw him at practice able to move around freely at practice, not having those responsibilities as well. And so I think this is just going to free up a little more of his time as well so he may can have his hands a little more involved in the defense or a little more involved in special teams, not just solely on the offense. So, um, you know, regardless of how that all came down, um, I know Will has told us many times that, you know, he, he is an offensive-minded guy that he wants to call his plays, but uh, he, he has realized this year that he's going to give it up to somebody just to just to try to try something different. So uh, hats off to him and proud of, proud of him for, you know, having that ability to step aside and let and, uh, letting those guys take over as well. All right, Lee Roberts, uh, Luke Johnson's going to go over the depth chart with us in the final segment of the Eagle Hour today. But one thing that stands out, and you talked about the injuries in the secondary, when you look at the depth chart for this weekend, you've got wide receivers now for the Eagles that are playing DB. This is, this, this is a problem. I mean, even though these guys are gifted athletes, this is – I mean, you got to do what you got to do. But guys not playing the, the positions they were necessarily recruited to play – um, that's tough. 
You know, it is, and, and now going for, for really two weeks in a row. Um, and, yeah, so Antavius Willis is going to step up, and he's going to be, you know, starting in one of the corners, backed up by, by Zay Franks. And, yeah, they've moved some guys around. But I'll tell you this, man, I mean, obviously Jay Stanley's been hurt, but you know, he's had a really good year, I think. You know, give or take, I think Dylan Lawrence has had a solid year. But a, a young guy, a small guy that I think has been super impressive is, is Hayes Puckett. You know, he's a guy that stepped in there last weekend, and I think he was fourth in the team in tackles. So, um, but you know, I, I do look for guys like Antavius Willis every week to get better. Obviously, a little experience last week against South Alabama had extended weeks of uh, extended time at practice this week. Um, I, I think he's going to get better getting that nod at the corner as well, Luke. Yeah, you mentioned that um, the field corner position, Antavius Willis um, and Zay Franks. I just kind of flip flop. Rambo was his back. It was Franks' backup against South Alabama. All right, um, Coach Hall said earlier in the week, "quote All options available at quarterback." Billy Wiles um, listed as a starter. Holman Edwards as the backup. Jake Lang was there. You know, Ethan Crawford's been seeing a lot of reps too. I'm just not sure if we're at that point. Uh, I think he will play at some point this year because he can get game action in four games. But what um, the the offensive line back to what it was, you know, a few weeks ago, some injuries last week. What what adjustments? Because at right now, you know, at game eight, um, you you got to roll with the personnel that you have. So so what can you you know what can changes can we be looking for as far or as adjustments I would say to personnel particularly in the passing game at this point in the season. You know obviously I think it's just continuing to try to get the ball in your playmaker's hands on the perimeter. Uh you you want to see Frank Gore really step things up. Drake Clark is when we've seen him he's been a sign of of really explosive running and and I think Frank you know, still has that deep in the tank as well. And, you know, so that's really what I want to see. I want to see Frank come out and, you know, really pound the ball. We're going to pound it up the middle as we do. We're going to have to hit the edge as well. So, um, you know, I think running the football is going to be one of the things that we have to do. But, yeah, whoever it is, a quarterback, whether it's Billy or it's Holman or Jake or Ethan Crawford, as you mentioned, I mean, yeah, at some point Ethan will get some get some reps. I'm not sure if it'll be – you know, this weekend or not, obviously he does have a few games where he can't play. But, you know, at, at this point, you know, you start just trying to get some momentum going. Um, again, you just kind of have to race what's happened the first first half of the season or a little over half the season and, you know, play for the next five games and see what you can do to improve and to really try to get your team back on track to try to salvage anything of a season. Adam Witten told us that uh, Nate Noel for for App State, their best player on offense, he he got hurt in Coastal game. He did not play against Old Dominion, uh, but at the same time, Aguilar, their uh, their quarterback, has, has thrown for for sixteen touchdowns. They did have their their uh, their backup rush for a hundred yards last week. More important for the defense, uh, from what you saw against South Alabama, as they you know kind of gashed us in the running game. Uh, is it is it a dumb question to say which which uh, run or pass do you want to see uh, us play better against? No, I mean I think obviously we we've got to up the run is what we have to do, and you know, and then also prevent the the big play over the top. Um, you know, we were hurt a little bit on Jalen Williams was out against South Alabama. Hopefully he's he's back and healthy as well. And um, Jaleel Clemens came back that game. So there has been some, you know, some injuries to that front seven as well. Um, 
Yeah, we're going to get after the quarterback. We're going to make some plays with that front seven. But one thing we do have to do for sure is stop the run. So that's what I'd like to see us come out and do a better job for sure. Well, short of the Florida State game, this will be the craziest atmosphere the team has traveled to play in. They they pack that place out. They're really loud. They get really excited. Uh, is that a good or a bad thing for a team that's struggling for a win like we are? Well, you know, Southern Miss is, is known for playing in the rock, right? I mean, playing really good in the rock. This is not our rock, but it's the rock. So hopefully we can kind of take that mindset and, you know, go on the road and, you know, it won't be our energy. It'll be their energy, but we'll have to feed off that. So I, I, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be a, an, an exciting time. Um, yeah, App State's got some tradition. I mean, I think it's their homecoming weekend, a packed, a packed house, a lot of great things going on, maybe some distractions here or there for the, for the Mountaineers, but, uh, hopefully, hopefully Southern Miss will go in and, and kind of shock the nation because I know last week on national television it uh, wasn't as pretty as we wanted. And obviously we, we do have to get better and we will get better. And hopefully it'll be this weekend we can go uh, yeah. get some momentum. Here's for sure. Last question. Uh, you got to be kind of excited about seeing the place. I hear it really is one of the most beautiful campuses in the country. I am excited, man. I've never, never had a chance to get there. We were scheduled to play there. A couple of years ago during COVID, and that game got canceled. Um, so I've had to wait a couple of years to to get the opportunity to go back. So anytime you can go into the the North Carolina mountains and in kind of the fall weather, it's you know, I'm day. excited. Get, yeah, get some get some color, some cool weather. Yeah. But yeah, that that stadium man, that campus is supposed to be really really nice as well. So looking forward to a great trip. Lee, I've got us picked out a spot. Okay, it's called Over Yonder. Okay. It's called a dip chicken sandwich, a crispy chicken sandwich dipped in cane syrup and hot sauce with house pickles mm, mm. and Napa almond slaw mm. with house chips. Okay. Now, I've already got a list, so if you want somewhere to eat, you just let me know. I'll pass it on to you. I've been doing some research. Okay, good. I, I haven't, so I may have to lean on you on that one. Then. Yeah, that sounds like a cardiologist <laughs> special there to me. Yeah, <laughs> you only hey, live once. If I don't make it to uh, to get one of those Friday night, maybe you can bring me one Saturday. I'll do it. <laughs> All right, my friend. Safe travels to you. We'll pay you extra to come back on the show Monday. Does that sound okay? Yeah, perfect. Sounds really good, man. Up my pay. I like All it. All right. Lee Roberts, everybody. Play-by-play analyst. One of the great quarterbacks of Southern Miss history. Fair to say, right, Kelly? Indeed, and I'm hoping we're all got our fingers crossed that the Eagles go in there and compete Saturday. Just compete. Right, there we go. We'll be right back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com, home of the Luke Johnson 52840, and a great place for you to get in the best shape of your life. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Southern Miss Lady Golf. Ladies are. Uh, at a tournament up in West Point, Mississippi, at Old Waverly. Momoko Ando, top 25 right now, even today through 15 holes, making a push for a top 20 finish. Lady Eagles uh, finishing up there 
I want to give a shout-out, guys, a special shout-out. There's other stuff we have to do but in this segment, but this just – I was just reminded in my, my own mind, reminded myself of this. So a round in the 70s for, you know, golfers is, is good, right? Sure. A round in the 60s is pretty – Good, like excellent good, right? Well, if you're keeping score, that's usually where you're, where you're at anyway, but go ahead. <laughs> How about a round in the 50s? What? A round in the 50s. They must have put it in the clown's nose or got it through the windmill without getting kicked So back. yesterday at the Hattiesburg Country Club, there was a golfer that shot in the 50s. The assistant coach... For Southern Miss Golf, Camilo Avila shot a 59. Eddie Brescher sent me pictures and video evidence. It's also on Twitter. Eddie texted me this morning and and sent me the scorecard. Avila yesterday, coach went birdie, birdie, eagle, birdie, birdie, bogey, par, birdie, birdie. Shot a 29 on the front. On the back, par, par, birdie, birdie. Par, par, birdie, eagle, birdie, shot a 30 on the back for a 59. Set the course record at Hattiesburg Country Club yesterday. Wow. Congratulations, Good Coach Avilia. Yeah, and, and stuff. now who is our, our Lady Eagle? That's Momoko Ando. And she is uh, quietly she's putting together one of the greatest uh, careers at Southern Miss Ladies Golf. She was in Star Wars, wasn't she? With a name like that? It's got to be in Star Wars. Luke? <laughs> Hello? Are you, Are you there, Luke? Congratulations uh, to Coach Avilia with uh, a 59. Good stuff. All right. Um, and and just really cool uh, of, of what Southern Miss Golf is doing on the men and women's side. All right. Uh, we mentioned depth chart changes. Um, Gabe Cavazos at left tackle. Jerkon Scott at left guard, Bryce Ramsey back at center, John Bolding right guard, Bryson May stays at right tackle. Quarterback, Wiles Edwards Lang. Um, Jalen Williams now starting back from injury, Good. returning from injury at nose tackle. Jaleel Clemens listed uh, with Avery Havas as a co starter at Jack. Um, and we mentioned Antavius Willis and Zay Franks at the field corner. Everything else looks the same. Oh, Jay Stanley back starting at, at, uh, at safety. So that's good to know. Um, game, not tonight, but tomorrow night. ESPN2, the battle for Georgia in the Sun Belt. I'm going to go ahead and get this for you guys so that we can go ahead and get this pick on record, and then we'll do picks on Friday, and I'll be in Boone. Georgia State, 6-1, and one, coming off a 2017 victory in Lafayette. They go to Statesboro to take on the Eagles, 5-2, and two, coming off a 10-win uh, victory at ULM. Let's go ahead and pick this one. Gata. Really? <laughs> Kelly, I've asked you a dozen times not to go to wards right before you come to the show. No, no, I meant oh, that's okay. that's oh. Georgia Southern's war cause, uh, Gata. Gata, yeah. So I'm gonna, uh, uh, play, you know, next this is the final basketball season that they're going to play in the, a new 110 part of their 110 million dollar fundraising drive. They're building a brand new basketball coliseum in Statesboro. Bob, <laughs> excuse me, Bob. <laughs> Are you going to pick the game or not, Getty? <laughs> Georgia Southern. Okay. <laughs> I've got 
to get back in this. You're going to take the Panthers. The Panthers have won four out of five. They dismantled Marshall a couple weeks ago. Georgia Southern got dismantled by James Madison two weeks ago. I'm going to go with the Panthers. Can I change my pick? <laughs> no. It's in stone. No, that's that, a- it's going to be a good one regardless. Yeah. I mean, their their numbers are essentially the same. Uh, Georgia State, 4 11th uh, per game. Georgia Southern, 450 per game. They're both giving up in the high threes per game. That should be a real good one tomorrow night. Yeah, and if you if you are trying to make up ground or whatever, that Luke, that's a good pick, the Panthers, because that one really could go either way. You're the one that needs to make it. You're the one behind three. You know, you're right. You're right. But man, you know, my daughter went to Georgia Southern. So, do you want to apologize to uh, to Southern Miss student athletes about their names? <laughs> what? what? I'm out of this one. <laughs> No, it sounds like it sounds like a Star Wars name, doesn't it? It was you know how I feel about Star Wars. I love Star Wars. That just sounds like a really cool Star Wars name. Okay. What was that name again? I don't know. I could You forgot? Lando Calrissian or What was it? Luke? Give her the proper pronunciation. Momoko Ando. She is go. the greatest, one of the greatest Southern Miss Lady Golf players. Momoko of is all welcome time. on the Eagle Hour anytime she wants. Congratulations, Coach Avilia, for really? yeah. 59 at the Hattiesburg Country. And is Amoko Ando, she's still singing with John Lennon? Amoko? That would be Yoko. Oh, Yoko. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, Kelly has the show by himself tomorrow. I wonder why. Yeah, Luke is going <laughs> to be. An hour full of apologies. Right, and I don't want to be anywhere near him after what he's done today. So, uh, Kelly's got some great guests lined up. And then Kelly and I will be at Ramey Motors uh, down in Purvis on Friday. Check in with Luke uh, and Boone as well. So hope you'll tune in the rest of the week. We always have fun bringing the show to you. Thank you for listening. Southern Miss. To to the the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.